G'day, g'day everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the Phantom Podcast, or X-Band Podcast. Um, you might be able to tell already, but your welcoming voice isn't Joe, it's Steve. Uh, Joe's off gallivanting over in England, trying to find his royal roots, I think, because my Facebook feed's been clogged with corgis. Um, what about you, uh, Jermaine, has your Facebook been like that as well? Um, no, just filled with all his faces with his new girlfriend. So if you don't know, he's ditched us for a short period of time. And so we're sick and tired of waiting for him to get his act together and you know, get his priorities sorted out. So we thought we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do it ourselves, eh? Yep, that's right. And also, if we're going, if we're going to be talking about fruit comics, he's not reading them anyway. So uh, yeah, that's it, it. it probably works out anyway. <laughs> And there's a lot of through comics to get through, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's good to um, having comics to read again. Oh, it's brilliant. Even if one of them was a, um, a replica collector's special. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. But um, Dudley was very, very defensive when I uh, called it out on Facebook. So, um, but yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it. But um, I think we're starting off with the annual. With the annual, the 2016 annual. Full of um, was it seven classics and one new story plus the uh the replica replica number twenty four, um, so what do you what do you think of the selection there, Jermaine? Um, well, I like the idea that it was like one for every every uh decade, you yep. know, and including the current one. So you've got you know, there was eight stories, eightieth blah, 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 and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think it was good to include a new story um, because then that way, for the people that haven't read the story, at least they can actually read the annual or crack it open. Um, seeing I've been reading it online, I didn't bother cracking it open. It's still um, sitting in its original wrapping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably not the best person to talk about it because... Um, <laughs> Well, the concept is good, but you just haven't read it. No, it's just, yeah, you know, we've discussed it in many, many, many podcasts before. I'm sure everyone's sick and tired of hearing me, hearing me talk about it, but it's just the same old, same old. Um, it's, it's, you know, through have changed a lot of things, but unfortunately at the moment, and it wasn't really their fault because of the whole situation of the the takeover or the, you know, the um, the relaunch and stuff like that. This was already sorted and, yeah. and you know, and stuff like that. But um, I'm looking forward to actually getting – I'm looking forward to seeing more changes in the ongoing future, including next year's annual. Yeah. But what did you think about it? Um, I liked it. A lot of the um, stories I had, hadn't read in a while – um, the the yeah. Hunter Witch or the Hunter Witch I had read um, again recently, so I didn't bother reading that one again. Um, but yeah, I went yeah. I went through them all, even the um, the Ghost Story, um, which was a Sunday I think, yep, from a couple of years ago. Um, so yeah, no, I, I enjoyed going through and the artwork, you know, seeing how the artwork develops with the different the different artists. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I you know found that really interesting. Um, and yeah, for me, yeah, I, I enjoyed it because I hadn't read a lot of them recently. So, um, hmm. yeah, don't like, don't get us wrong. The annual is a, it's, you know, for what, what was it? $11 or, or something like that. It's a great uh, 
falling goals. Oh, okay, it's gone up a bit. Um, but you know the annuals of the annuals are a great concept. Um, you know you get you get almost three you know two fifty to three hundred pages of comics for you know an hour's wage depending on who you are and, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and it's great for newer readers. My only newer or readers that are jumping back on board, it's 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 you know it's still the peak issue for you know for those people. It's just for the seasoned, crusty readers like me. Um, you know, you, you're kind of hoping for something a little bit different in the annual. Yeah, but it's just the crusty readers that are complaining about. Everyone else likes it. Yeah, so yeah, if, you, if you're new to the Phantom, you're listening to the podcast for the first time, you think, oh, I can find the, the annual special and um, get an overview of Phantom history. Yeah, and like what you said, with the the story from every decade, like what you're saying, it does give a great idea of not only the art changing, but also the myth, the mythology of the Phantom changing as well over the years. And of course, you get the the replica as well, but I didn't even touch that one. Nah, less about that one, I guess. Yeah, it's there if you want to read it. I didn't, so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all on that. Yep. Okay, we'll move on to nineteen forty three part one, which also oh, sorry, it's through seventeen forty seven. Lots of numbers yeah. here. Yeah, that is so going to confuse so many people. Okay. We're going to talk about 1943 and people are going to be thinking about an issue 200 numbers in the, <laughs> in the future. So we'll be clear, it's through issue 1747. The title <laughs> is called 1943 Part 1, which also includes Heart of Darkness, Episode 4. Yeah. Got all that one? Yeah, a lot of parts and falls and stuff, isn't there? <laughs> well, yeah. And then, and then you get the story. Um, what do you think? Of, and of course, it's by the wonderful uh, Saviuk doing the, um, the, artist, yep. the artistry here. Um, Your favourite? My favourite. Um, and um, I, yeah, I make no apologies for it. I really like the style. Nice, bold, clean lines. It's something that I really like. And I've, I've said that on many uh, podcasts as well. Yes. I don't mind the story. I, you know, they're good fun. Um, mm. It's a good fun story. It's um, it's um, I did find kind of a side note from the story is that what I, I like the um, what do you call it the uh, where the message from the publisher he has like a little preview of the Swedish and Norwegian yeah, version I've, I've of the cover. Yeah, I've been liking that. Yeah. But but what I find interesting is that they haven't used the the what is it the swastika sticker or the yeah on those covers where um, it is on the Australian cover and mm. I, I, that's that's an interesting little side note where that you know in places like Norway Norway and Sweden and you know a lot of places in Europe it's still a very touchy subject. Oh, absolutely. We've got where, the, though we're yeah. involved in the war, we've got still got that bit of separation. Yeah, we're in Australia. You know, while we while we were affected by the Japanese, we weren't really affected by the Germans. 
Mm. And um, so we can't, when I don't think it's as touchy a subject as what it was back then. So it's, it's, um, that's just a little well, side thing. Let, I, let's just get it ro- not get us wrong. We don't want to see it, um, you know, published everywhere. <laughs> it's not it's not a, a symbol that we like to see everywhere, but in context, yes. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the art. Yep. I love the big panels. Oh, I, I love it when I can see what's happening. Mm. It's, a, it's a really good bonus. <laughs> and um, when I was reading this, I, I I think I was reading it in a rush. So um, yeah, having nice clear panels was good. But also, it meant that um, I kind of got a little bit confused with the double crossing on, and who's on whose side, and the, was it the French Resistance? Or yeah. So um, I got a little bit, um, yeah, a little bit confused about what was going on. And I was going to read it before reading part two, but then I didn't. But I caught up pretty good with part two. I spent time on it and actually mm. gave it its full half hour. It's very. It, it is. Um. You, you do raise a good point that. It's one probably the the biggest problem with a lot of historical stories is that it can be hard to because you if a historical story you have to try and get like the backstory to be able to understand a lot of it as well and so you know you got to um, you know it, it does take that little bit of extra time yeah and if you're rushing um, through it yeah yeah exactly but it's um. Yeah, the art's great. It's a nice, yeah. it's a nice, easy-flowing um, story. So this is by a fairly new guy, Rassi or, or something like that, which, um, uh, which I didn't mind his, um, I didn't mind the story. I thought he's done a good job. Hmm. Yeah, John Rassi. I don't know if it, is he new. Is, is this his first story? I haven't looked at that. Um. Yeah, I don't know if it's his first one, but I haven't. Um. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's done many, but I thought I thought he did a good job. Mm. And oh, are you still enjoying the Heart of Darkness as well? Yeah, I wanted that to hurry up and keep on going. <laughs> like that, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really getting into it. You know, so you kind of get jibbed when it's not in a free comic. Yeah, like the, I think the last issue was a, was a full story or something, and so I didn't get the Heart of Darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I'll, so I'll just flicking before I get the Heart of Darkness, just flicking through nine forty three. They've got um, I like his the the shadow. Like even though he's dressed as Mister Walker and he's coming after, um, well actually he's he's creeping on the bellboy who's helping him, but it's got the shadow of the phantom behind him with the, the triangle eyes. So I said, that's which page is that? That's page nine. Oh, it's, yes, yes, yeah. I just said there, yeah, yeah. Because I don't like, think he's actually in. I don't think he's actually in his costume. No, he's not. He's in, in his Mr. Walker costume. The whole time. Oh, no. Actually, in the whole story? Yeah, there wouldn't be many stories with him actually in his full... Oh, well, there's the profile image on the first page. And then there's a flashback. But apart from that, there's no other time when he's actually dressed up as the Phantom. Huh. No, so there's not. Look at that. <laughs> oh, there you go. And then we get into the um, Hard Darkness where he is dressed up as the fan. That's <laughs> straight away. Yeah. It's, um, I must admit, I really, it, it's great. You know, I've said it before, but it's great having two Phantom stories in the one comic. Oh, it's brilliant. Because I don't think you miss out on anything with 
the shorter length of the stories. No, and I remember saying this last year, one of the shorter stories uh, first came out. It just, um, yeah, you didn't feel like you missed anything. It was just short, sharp, to the point, action happened, mm. story started, there was the, the plot, and it concluded. It was all nicely contained. There wasn't what wasn't any waffle. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it was sometimes occurring in, in other stories. Um, mm. And something that I've always criticised the American comics, whether it's, you know, DC, Marvel, or whoever's publishing the Phantom, um, it's always chock full of ads, and, you, and I always feel ripped off. But it's probably the same amount of pages, I'm guessing. Um, I could be wrong there. I'm sure someone will tell us if I am. I think it's um, 16 pages. Oh, is it? So we are getting this the average. <laughs> yeah, it's the average US one. All right. So, all right. So I'm right in thinking that I'm <laughs> being ripped off, and I, you know, you know, it takes me five minutes to read one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Heart of Darkness. What do you think of Part Four? The Phantoms come to visit. Um, it's. I must admit, like as much as I'm enjoying it, it does, it and you know, it does get a little bit hard trying to remember where you're up to. Yeah. Um, I hope. This will be a great one to do as a um a trade paperback or or something after Fruit do it at the back of every issue. Mm. But it's um collect it all. You know, it, yeah, it, it, it's it's great. It's um in saying that, it does flow on very easily and it reminds me of the old um remember the old nineteen forty three Phantom serial where it's like you've got this one big story but it's broken up into fifteen 15 oh, yep. little chapters yep. and at the end of each chapter the phantoms you know in trouble or whatever and it's like next week will he escape the quicksand yep. it's the old and, you know you, yeah you know he is because if he if there was <laughs> you know if he didn't the show would end no show, but yeah. it would, the, the, the story um, was yeah, how he's going to get out of it yeah um but you know it, it it, it it reminds me of that where you've got this little sneak peek, little you know, little 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 part of the show, and then in every part there's a cliffhanger or there's an exciting ending where you want to you know get to it. So the question I've got is, when you get this, what do you read first? And this is probably even a question for the fans: Do you read the Heart of Darkness first, or do you read the the other the the the, the, uh, main. the main story? I read the main story so, first. Okay, that's interesting. I, I must admit, I tend to flick to the heart of darkness. Well, that's because you've been waiting for it for 20 years. and you, every, time, <laughs> every time it comes up, you're asking, you, you, you want it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I always go to the, um, the, main, the main comic first. Cool. I reckon let's move on to the main the, the story that everyone's excited, the issue that everyone's excited about. Yes, so 1748 is the Paul Ryan tribute um, issue, which I'm, I'm sure everyone knows um, uh, Paul passed away not that long ago, quite suddenly. And I think Brew have done an amazing job here um, with their tribute issue. Um, and yes. it's an historical first colour edition of Brew, and it's a fantastic um, publication, I think. Yeah. It's um, it's it's a it's a great. I love the whole black and white thing. Yep. Um, with the cover. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the reverse. Think, yeah. 
black and white on the front and back oh. and, uh, oh, no, on the front. Yeah. And colour in the middle. To be, to be totally, totally picker, picky, I do prefer the back image more than the front image. Okay. The, of, the, of the cover. Yep. Whereas on Hero. You know, that's actually... That's actually from uh, John Cookson's collection. Okay. Where the front cover is an image that he actually... He did up for the Lee Fort Memorial Bengals Explorers Club dinner. And there's a photo of him drawing that on in the back. Um, is that for the background? Call it, on the back the, cover or the front cover you're talking about there? Uh, the front cover is the one that he did for the dinner. Yeah. Where the back one, where he's on Hero with Devil next to him, is a commission, I, I believe, that he um, uh, that he did for um, John Cookson, I believe. Um, but, yeah, I, I actually prefer that back one over the front one. But um, I, love the, I love the concept of the black and white cover with the colour inside, where it's kind of like the role reversal. Yeah. And what about the story? Um, Did you enjoy the story as well? Um, well, again, I've, already, I've, I've read the story when it was online. It's, you know, it's a great story. You know, it's, it's a very typical... Um, what do you call it? Typical story where you've got, you know, the fan, uh, Luaga or Diana being in trouble and stuff like that. Yeah. But like the dry, the, the, the dry humour of, um, like for instance, when, um, uh, what was it? When, you know, like when he comes, when he rescues Luaga. Yeah. Oh yeah, that turn. And, I was also drops um his two bodyguards off before going meeting the python. Yeah. Or he goes, Phantom, and then the Phantom goes, how do you know it was me? And he goes, I heard Devil, he's mighty growl. I was hoping he brought you along. <laughs> you know, it's just, and then he goes, um, uh, I was just about to take down these traitors myself. You know, he's been waterboarded, and the Phantom yeah. goes, yeah, it certainly looked like that. Yeah, yeah it's just got it those... Had a situation those, on the control. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they could have quite easily ended the story at, you know, page 20-odd when the Phantom rescued Luaga, but then it was like, well, no, let's, you know, let's flesh it out a little bit further and have another another huge fighting scene between, you know, the Phantom and um, uh, the Python. Like, if you, you know, there's what starts on page 27 and this, you know, and they just finished page, you know, on page, there's almost three pages of them just fighting each other out. Yeah. Which, you know. UFC Bangalore style. Loved, yeah, a lot of um, a lot of people would have you know just done that over in a panel or two, but to have that flesh out, I thought was really good. Yeah, and um, so also I, some of character characterisation there with the Python, like he is a, a mighty adversary. Yeah, yeah, it takes and him three times to be defeated. Yeah, and in that fight, he he gets on top of the Phantom in some places as well, which is good to see. And then. As you're flicking through it, you get through, um, what is it, page 17, Phantom bangs him through, bashes him through the door, turn the page and wowzers, have a yeah. look at that. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's great to see the good old, uh, the good old centerfold is back alive. Absolutely. Um, I'm sure this is one centerfold, uh, even the wives won't mind, um, <laughs> uh, you boys looking at. Pinned up on the wall, <laughs> just behind the desk there. <laughs> 
It's um, it's a great cover. It, this is a cover that he's did for uh, Egmont uh, back like ten years ago or something. So it's a great choice of a cover. Yeah, or centerfold. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't and know where that came out. And I, it also just it suits the story. Like it's yeah. an extra panel for the story. Yes, yes. I I wonder if they I wonder if that was just a happy a happy accident or whether they thought oh hang on you know and then they kind of worked it out that way. Mm. Either way, but thank you very much, uh, Fru Crew and Dudley for putting that in because we enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. It's um it was a great it's a great um extra to an already amazing. Um, what do you call it? Issue. Yeah, and it's not often that I, that I buy. Um, actually, I, I very rarely buy two issue, two copies of the same issue. But soon I pick that up straight away. We've got two copies of this one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing with well. it, but I picked up two. <laughs> <laughs> I picked up two. I got the Kiwi version, and then I even got the signed version of it as well from Fruit. So I think oh. I've got like four copies of it now. Going <laughs> all out. Um, yeah. I was, oh yeah, I was just thinking, um, just to take on a tangent, when you said about, um, you know, they could have left the story there on page twenty. Have you been following the current um, daily? No, not the current one. Um, I've, 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 yeah, I'm about a couple of weeks behind. All right, because um, that's also been flying. Like it started off with, um, yeah, the, the twins' birthday, and then it's just this, the part of the story we're, we're up to now. Um, where um, the Python or the Nomad rather is, is getting involved. It's still, it, it all started back at this, the twins' birthday party or, you know, or the twins, mm. um, what career choice they're going to be doing. And um, I, yeah, I just think I, it's been a great flow, like a natural flow. There's no, not been a next week new adventure. It's just been continuous. Yeah, I, I must admit, I do like that. I'm, um, I'm a bit of a fan of uh, Prince Valiant as well. I know you've started reading some of them. Yeah, it's been a while and, since I've looked at them. Yeah. But it's they do it the same as where it's just it's just like it's not where the fan and sometimes you have like one story is in Africa and then the next time is you know next week is in Antarctica for some unknown yeah. reason where there's that continue continually. And it, it's it's really I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Excellent. ingredients. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just going to the back two pages, um, I thought it was great to have those um, those little tributes from you know people like people that have worked with him, like you know the, art, the artists. Um, you know, the editors from, you know, from Phantom Man, Richard and then Judy, Judy as well, Judith as well. And then you have those, they have those couple of images uh, below. So there's an image where people are sitting around uh, at a table. Um, that's actually at, that was actually at the Leaf Fork Memorial Bangalore's Explorers Club dinner. Are you in this picture there, Jermaine? No, I, like, do you see the guy on the edge and he's got the red hair and he's got the glasses on? Yep. I was sitting next to him. Oh, you've only just been cut out. <laughs> I've just missed out. <laughs> I was so spewing, like, I just missed <laughs> out. Um, but there's a few people in there that are fairly known. Um, 
like uh, the the guy that I was sitting next to, that's uh, Chris Hill. Um, that's and then you know the guy right up the front where he's um, uh, you only see like his profile, his face. I think that's oh, actually with the red type shirt. Um, no, in that same image. Okay. Uh, so you've got you've got the guy that I was sitting next to, the two guys with glasses. Yep. And you've got someone else. Oh, and then yep. you've got That's actually Steve Shepard. Oh, right. Uh, the the, with his, the one closest to the camera. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then you've got the guy in the purple is uh, Bradley Peach, who's been on yeah, one I of the podcasts. So. Yep. Um, and then next to him is Paul Maloney, who I believe has also been on one of the podcasts. Um, up the back, so like directly, sort of directly behind Paul, you've got um, a, a gentleman in glasses with silver hair with a light blue shirt on. That's the guy who's done the 99.94 posters, oh. uh, Dietmar, and then he's also done the, um, you know, that uh, art gallery that's going around the East Coast at the moment? Yep. So that's him as well. Okay. So yeah, so um, it's yeah, so I, I loved I loved the tribute. I thought it was a really touching way it was done. It was very good. I it was you know it, it I didn't even mind having to wait an extra issue for 1943 Part Two, where normally that type of stuff irks you, but it was it it was great that they um, messed up the formula to be able to get this out. Yeah. So and, the question, and do it so quickly as well. Yeah. yeah. So, w- would you be happy with paying five dollars for a coloured comic? Um, that's a good question, and I haven't got an answer for it yet. Mm. Yeah, the, like the colour's nice, but I'm, like I also like the black and white. So, I don't like sitting on. I'm sitting on the fence on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it works best for special issues still. Yeah. Um. You know, and it would be hard in the sense that all of the cold stuff from Egmont, is, where the Phantom's in blue, yeah. so they have to reprint it anyway. Yeah, so you would have to recolor it, which takes a lot of time because, you know, the Phantom's in almost every issue. Yeah. Um. But so I think it's still something that you do um, once in a while. Yeah. Very good. Okay, we'll move on to 1943 Part Two, which is through issue 1749. Um, and we're talking about Swastika before. It's it's right there, front and center on this one. Um, yep. And yeah, like I said before, I took my time reading this one, so it was um. I knew who the good guys in the back is. <laughs> it's always handy. What do you think of the back cover when you've got that look at the Phantom look alike? In the in the um yeah uniform. The SS uniform. Yeah, well you can see what they got confused about you know thinking that Mister Walker's a um SS officer with all that you know that sort of garb on in the skull. Yeah. So um yeah, it was an, an easy mistake to make. Mm. Um, but yeah. The, been a while since I read the story again, um, but no, oh, I enjoyed it and came to complete you know, gunfights and all that sort of stuff and artwork. 
I liked the first page where it's got a big hero image and then it's got the three text boxes catching you up on the story. So it doesn't waste two pages. It just spends one page catching you up and everything. And that's and that's with the the, the shorter format, you know. There's not a, a panel wasted. Yeah, well, there can't be because you're, um, you know, you're having. That looks to... like a movie poster, that. Yeah, it's great, eh? Mm. No, that's um, yeah, that's something you can see, put in color. Yeah, that would be nice in color. Well, that would even be nice as a poster. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah that's what I was thinking. It's um, the Phantom's in his uniform a bit more as well. In the traditional purple? Yeah, in his more traditional uh, garb. It's um, it's it's a great story. Um, it's good to see, you know. Um, and he's ticked off. The invitation didn't mention Dresco. He's just... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a living weapon, you know. <laughs> Watch out, I'm going to thump the crap out of you. I also the um you can tell Alex Civic the top of his um game at the moment just with the way like the 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 angles of each um each panel mm. um you know you like they're very dramatic he would oh, make yeah, a, yeah. he would make yeah. a yeah a great job as a um a storyboard artist for like movies and stuff. Yeah, no, they're just brilliant. Every page is just um, bursting with action and just every, everything's drawing your eye. Like, I've just turned to page 12 and that middle section there with the bad guys, you know, the two Nazis blazing their um, guns and this bloke in the middle just laughing, he's cackling his head off. It's just fantastic. Yeah, it's great. It's it's very enjoyable. So what about uh, Heart of Darkness? Uh, okay, let me just flip over that side just so I know what part they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the part where he's gone to the um so, he's found the tomb? Yeah, so yeah. he runs into the, the dude, he almost gets bitten by a snake and then he gets attacked yeah. by a mummy. That yeah, that was gonna be obvious that one of those um yeah, one of his um fellow explorers was gonna be a bad guy there. Yeah. Just some yeah. Whether they were uh, yeah, acting or answering their questions, it's just a matter of you know, who was the bad guy. Mm. And um, actually, it doesn't really tell you in that issue. I've, I've skipped across the, <laughs> the issue. <laughs> that's, the, that's the next issue. But yeah, yeah. You, um, but yeah, and then we've got the um, the cliffhanger again with the mummy um, strangling the life out of him. Too strong. I can't get him off. Can't breathe. Yeah, I, I can't. can't Black. I can't. <laughs> in the next issue, the masked killer. Yeah, it's um. Again, it's, you know, and you can hear the dramatic uh, 1940s music always playing in the background. It's, yeah, it does good. Yeah. And um, in the fandom forum, it goes, um, takes Facebook um, comments now. Well, why not? Exactly. Because majority of people are, um, what would you call it? Most people do communicate via Facebook. Yep. You know, why, why, why crank open the old email and type out something when you can, you know, Depends do something? Because let's face it, everyone's on Facebook when they yeah. should be working anyway. <laughs> um, employers were worried about emails taking up too much of people's time. They, um, they 
they they could only wish that that people would actually be on emails instead of Facebook <laughs> now. Yeah, it's all right when you actually get paid to be on Facebook. Um, it's handy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, I think it just in just about every issue this year there has been a phantom forum on yeah. each page. So um, yeah, it's good the fans having a a voice and um Dudley and the, and the boys um allowing us to have that voice. It's great. Mm, yes, I think that's a good point. Is that they allow the fans to have a voice and to put their two cents in and stuff like that. It's a great, it's a great idea. Yeah, because they're not always, you know, they're not always glowing letters. Some of them are, you know, being mm. uh, critical, and yes, and they publish them, which is, um, yeah, full credit to them. Exactly. Okay, Nat Turner mystery part three. Now you didn't have to wait an extra week for this one. You had to wait about a year between episodes <laughs> of this one. Um, Jermaine, was was the wait worth it? Um, I must or, say or, no. Did, did you read the other two um, parts? No. Before, that, but, that, I think that's the problem. Yeah. If I read the other two parts, I, I wouldn't have been an issue. Because the whole time... Did you read the other two parts? Uh, not just before reading this one, no. Yeah, because the whole time you're thinking, what's going on, what's going on? And have you noticed, in this one, it takes a page and a half to catch up where the previous issue we talked about, it was all caught up in the first on mm-hmm. the first page. Yeah. Um, but last year, when uh, the first two parts were um, were brought out, were published, I really enjoyed it. So mm. um, coming back to the story, I, um, it was still in the back of my head. I didn't, I wasn't certain yeah. what was happening, what was happening, and True. and now and now we've got zombies, and zombies are the in theme. So. Um, yeah, we just need vampires now, and then we'll um, and then we'll be hip, and we'll have all the tweens all over it. <laughs> then we'll just get Buffy in just to stake them all. Oh, Buffy! Then you have the uh, then you have the teenage guys. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, and the story's not concluded yet, is it? There's still another part. No, it's not, and it's um, I, I must admit is. Dudley has, uh, like, this one was published, when was this one published? This one was published probably about October, November last year. Like, if you look on the first page, it says first published by Egmont 21st of 2015. So they have 24 issues a year, so... So it's it's towards the end of last year. Yeah, so towards the last quarter of the last year. So so I wouldn't, because they have basically two a month, so... Okay. We'll look at, you know, October, November. And then there's actually other issues that they have not published around that same era, same time. So I find it interesting that he has published this when part four is not going to be for another couple of months. And, and then he's already held off other issues. So why I find that interesting. Um, I'm sure there's a reason behind it, but... I th- you know, I think it would have been received a lot better if maybe this part was held off a bit and we got another story instead of this. Okay. That's a fair point you make. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure there's a reason for it. It's, it's a great story. It's, um, yeah. like you said, it's got all the elements. It's got, um, you know, it's got voodoos, zombies, you know, people coming from the dead, black magic, um, yeah. a, even a zombie dog, a voodoo <laughs> dog, sorry. 
Or would you call it a voodoo dog or a zombie dog? Um, I I, I don't think they're going to worry about <laughs> what are they call it. It was a dead dog that's been reanimated. We'll say zombie. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was a zombie dog made by a voodoo. That's probably the correct way. Yeah, there we go. As you can tell, I've ne- I don't watch, you know, um, uh, what's that? Twilight or whatever it was. I've never watched that, so I'm not not quite up to date with with the in thing and how to make all that type of stuff. <laughs> um, I did, you know, the the whole. This is done by Kerry LePan, who who's great at using black. Oh, that, and that's a comment from last year that the way that they used the black, you know, it was more white on black rather than black on white. Yeah, especially like page. 13, 14, and 15. Yeah, that's that's what I've just been eyeing off as, we, as we're speaking. Just, yeah, just really hits you. There's even, there's, I suppose it's a skull phantom or a zombie phantom. You want to yeah. what, and there's no, um, there's no words or something either. It's just kind of like, um, it's, it's rather a gr- grotesque scene. Like you've got, you know, you got the voodoo thing, and then she's, you know, I don't know why she would be in a corset, but never mind. Um, you don't need to argue about these things. You don't need to wonder. You just, you okay, just appreciate she's in a that she's in a corset. Okay. Yeah. And, and then she's, she's biting the neck of a chicken. <laughs> Alice Cooper, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, she drinks the blood and there's blood all over her and it's, you know, and then her eyes glaze over and it's um rather a grotesque. It's not for the faint-hearted, mm. um, but it, it's very, it's a very powerful Scene. Yep. It's um, very yeah. much like Alice with a uh, looking glass. There, she's kind of a morbid type, and then she, as she's walked, steps through that mirror or that mirror image. There. Yeah. So I'm not an artist, so I wouldn't know this. But would he start off with a black page, or would he start off with a white page, and then just heavily ink it? And then would he? And then you've got those little symbols which. It would almost be easier if he inked all that and then got a white-out pen and drew over the black. Yeah. Or a white Sharpie or something. Yeah. like It, it, would, it would be interesting to know how he did that because it's, it's, very, it's a very black solid. So it's, it's almost like he drew it, then inked it, and then had to draw the little characters, you know, like little skull and crossbones and... And stuff, yeah. It's it's every time every time you see a, a Carrie LePan story, you almost you almost look forward to how he's going to get the black involved. He's one artist that um, almost is better doing black and white than color. Yep. Well, looking through this, yeah, you can't disagree with that at all. Like even page twenty-two. I don't know if you've um. Have a quick flick at page twenty-two. Like he's using black and white, but he's using it at a different um, shade. Yeah, a different shade. So it's a like it's a lighter black and white, which represents that he's telling the story. But mm. it's very effective still. Again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, you're looking at it, that's a memory, even if you're not really reading the story. Like I'm just flicking through it. Like, mm. That's a memory page. Yeah, and he's very good at. And you can tell he's another master who's got many years behind him because he's using the visual cues like the, the the little bubbly bits instead of sharp 
I have around things. the outside. And then the he's got the different shade as well, so which is very contrasting against the black, the black and um, frames. Mm. He's a very, very good at um, doing that. Yeah. So full props to um to uh, to Lebanon there, who yes. who's not Saviuk as was published in the in the, in the um. Oh, the, the previous issues. one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But um. No, very good. Then we got Heart of Darkness Part Six: The Unmasked Murderer. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it's 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 not an exciting part, but it's very good at because it kind of fills in everything. So it kind of likes you've got so far you've got so many different bits going on where this kind of it's almost like a a breather episode where it kind of you kind of catch your breath and then all these little loose story arcs kind of tied together. So another thing that was interesting is that Herm's Press gets a mention at the uh, back of the cover. Very interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Because before, you've got to remember that we had the whole uh, hoo-ha, what was it, two years ago when it first started coming out, six issues ago, two years ago, um, where it wasn't allowed to be in Australia and stuff. Obviously, this is through Phantom's Vault, which is um, a sister company, I guess you can now say, of Through, because Renee owns Phantom's Vault. Um, But yeah, it's... I thought it was it was good it was good to see that uh, the, the yeah because yeah. yeah. the way I see it is that if there's more fandom out there people are going to get more excited and I don't think people are going to buy homes and not buy their free uh, yeah I think so too if, yeah if they see um, like that phantom well, Hermes press phantom in the comic shop oh this is all right. Um, then they see uh, Fru found it in the news agents. Oh, hang on. Okay, I'll pick that up too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so put so, yeah. Hermes Press in the comic shop, will you? So. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought it was interesting that Matt... Uh, it, oh, no, I've got a real memory blank. Jeremy McPherson, not Matt McPherson. Why the hell did I call him Matt McPherson? Sorry, Jeremy. Oh, Oh, they shared the cover duties on this, didn't they? Yeah, where Jeremy and Glenn shared the cover duties. I thought that was rather interesting. Um, I don't know whether it was because they, um, you know, they were, it was planned or whether someone had to help someone or not, but it was, um, it was a nice little, it was a nice little touch, I thought. Yeah. Um, do you know who did who? Which, yeah. I yeah. believe the front cover was done by sort of both. Yeah. Where the back cover was Jeremy. Yeah. There's a McPherson signature on the back, and yeah. there's on the front, it's, a, it's the combined. I believe so, because I did ask um, Jeremy. I said, oh, you know, who did what? Um, like in The Phantom, there's a lot of Glenn Ford. And then, then there's a lot of, um, I can see more Jeremy and like a dog person in the background and stuff. So I'm not sure whether it was the fan where Jeremy did everything except the Phantom and Glenn Ford did the Phantom or not, but, you know, I can kind of see some of Glenn Ford in the Phantom. Mm. 
yeah, I think yeah, I think I agree with you there. And I also like I like Jeremy's back cover there, like his um the the couple there. Um I don't know, it just yeah. seems to be a bit I wanna say different, but well it is different compared to some of the other stuff that I've seen. But I suppose it goes into more detail than probably what I'm used to seeing in faces that Jeremy's done on um covers. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um by the way, Jeremy, what I'm saying is I like your back cover. <laughs> More of it, that'll be good. <laughs> okay, so that was uh, through 1750. And now we have through 1751, the Collector's Replica Series number 7, which um, it's came down the original issues. We've got uh, from 1960, we've got uh, through number 181, 180, 179. The, the message from the publisher is um, Barry Stubberfield's um, historical well, um, stories about the about the stories, or historical information rather, about the stories. Um, I was hoping to at least read that part before we did the podcast, but um, I didn't. Um, have you opened it at all, there, uh, Jermaine? Um. Yeah, I must admit it. I did. I, did, I didn't even read it. The yeah. message from um, Barry, to be honest. Mm. Um, like, I, I feel like I've gone to the pack with you guys now. Like when they first came out, like, yeah, it'd be, be great, and I've, I've always read them, and I really enjoyed the, the, the folk stories and, and what have you, and, and Barry's um, historical messages there, which is still good. And I probably yeah. will read that, um, but I don't find myself reading the stories, and um, I think it's because because of um, you know, it's going backwards, and I, I don't like it. I, I suppose it's probably the same reason why I read the the main advertised story first before the Power of Darkness. You know, I like order. <laughs> so, um, if if they started from issue number one and counted up to two hundred, I'd probably do that. But um, reading them backwards isn't isn't for me. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I think a lot of people have that. Um, in Looking, having a quick flick through Barry Stubberfield's message, he does have like a lot of useful information. Like, for instance, you know, like when such when he uses PO Box Seven, and then in some other ones he uses PO Box Fourteen, and so you know he does kind of go through that. Um, I look, I have, I don't enjoy these. Let's just be truthfully honest. Everyone knows that. Um, there was a bit of a discussion on Facebook. Um, it seems like not everyone doesn't like them, and it was um, and Dudley posted a reply. Now it was a generic reply, but you know um, it was probably a good subtle dig at me, um, which is you know <laughs> yeah. good on him. You know, yeah, fair on him. He needs to stick up for his product. Um, I think I have more respect for him because he's sticking up for it than if he didn't. Um, <laughs> um, so, you know, and I've been told that, you know, it does sell quite well. Um, I was at the comic book shop today um, and there was people, oh, she was a mum or, I'm not even sure if she was a collector or something, but she had a pile of free comics and stuff like that. And then she was actually thumbing through the fans and she picked up, the replica series, so you know, oh, I don't know if she actually picked it up or brought it or whether she put it back, but you know, she was thumbing through that rather than the others that were there. 
Oh, well, well, that's good then. Something. Yeah. It's also uh, something that your comic shop's got the fandom mind, doesn't it? Like the fruit. <laughs> well, no, my comic, my comic book shop, he's a real fan of the family. He actually reads them. Yeah, well, so my mind says she that is too. Like she's got um, picture, oh not picture, you know, issues of the, the thousand thousandth issue um, sitting behind the counter, and she's got a big statue, but she's not stopping through. So what's yeah, going on? Well, this, hey, my comic book shop, quality comics. If you're needing a comic book shop in WA, um, he he does Herms and he does uh, the Dynamite ones. Yeah, oh, I get the Dynamite. Comics. He also does Comics Review, which has got the fandom in it. Um, and then he's he's also does like all the Asterixes and Tintins and stuff like that in, as well. Modesty Blazers, Prince Valiant. So he does a lot of like the newspaper stories as well. That's He's a real fan of them. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good. Oh, but it was, so. um, yeah, it, it was just interesting. One, that Dudley mentioned that on Facebook. And then two, when I was at the comic book shop today, they there was someone who actually picked it up and was thumbing through it. Yep. So as much as I don't like it and as much as I've ranted enough, I believe, um, in the past about how it should have been done and stuff like that, um, I still maintain that, but I don't think we probably need to go over it again. Fair enough. I'm enjoying the covers, though. But having said that, number 179... <sighs> Is Phantom missing the um his arm there? I'm just I've just flipped through to have a look at the covers, like the internal covers, and I, I think um old, old <laughs> Mr. Is. Phantom's just lost a limb. Yeah, he has. I I guess it's probably behind him as he's getting tackled, but yeah, it does look like he's lost it. Yeah. These covers are great because like the bad guys are very, they got the big ugly faces like Wilson and Coy, yeah. did them. I mean, I thought that Wilson McCoy had a big ugly face. <laughs> but no, like all the bad guys have the real, you know, Wilson McCoy, bad looking, ugly looking person and stuff. Thank you, Dave. Well, well, we'll move on from that now, I think, to um, the latest issue, which was only re- uh, released last week. Um, issue 1752, Evil Schemes. Um, I really liked this. It was a... Um, it was a straight down the line story. There wasn't you didn't have to think too much about it, but um, it was still quite enjoyable. And I think it was a yeah, it took the full thirty six pages. There's no heart of darkness in there. Um, but you know, it's a, the classic story of um, boy meets girl. Girl thinks boy's a tosser, goes out with boy's <laughs> brother, and and everyone else thinks that guy's a tosser, and you know he's not going to be made chief. <laughs> so, you um. You sound like you've been on the receiving end of that storyline, mate. I'm, I'm an older brother, you see. I'm the oldest. <laughs> so you stole all your younger brother's girlfriends. Similar stories happened to me where my younger brother's gone for my sloppy seconds. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Anyway, mo- moving on. <laughs> Well, they would never listen to this, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so the, the story um, cracks on, um, well, like I said, um, this young bloke, what's his name? Taniki? No, that's the name of the tribe. 
Tubu. Tubu. Um, could be yeah. almost Tubu. Or, what's that? Tubu? I've got, I've got tu- Tubu here wants, uh, wants the girl. He's the eldest son of the chief. Um, and, of course, the girl rejects him, so he thought, right, when I'm chief, I'll have whoever I want. Um, knocks off his old man with the help of the witch doctor. And, um, but then the tribe don't want him to be the, the chief. They think he's a bit dodgy for some strange reason. And, um, so he, um, seeks revenge. And, and the revenge comes in these, um, these magic mushrooms, which gives, um, his brother, which affects his brother in one way. I don't want to get too much into the story in case you haven't read it yet. Um, but they affect his brother in one way, and later on, the fandom and, and I think Rex, if I go, I had it before, and a few of the band are, um, ingest the, um, the mushrooms, and they didn't affect them the same way. Like, they went down, and, um. That's because they but, were only, they only had it once. Yeah, yeah, but the other guy only had it once, and he's, he went off tap. Yeah, but he was having it, like, every day as well, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Either way, they they lived through it, which was good, with uh, without them turning the deep woods down, and um, and of course the fam saves the day. But um, yeah, it was it was a very a straight and narrow story, I I thought, mm. which um, which there's definitely a place for, um, but yeah, you didn't have to think too hard. Yeah, but there was some. There were some subtle differences, like the girl actually, actually was the one that defeated the bad the bad brother. Um, so, you know, obviously she wears the pants in that relationship. Oh, um, well, you saying the other guy was soft because he didn't want to kill him? Well, he was soft. He had to get the wounds to rescue him. <laughs> with the baseball, that might be on a crack. <laughs> Don't mess with her. <laughs> um... But yeah, no. Wow, no I, I, I enjoy the story. It's a. Oh, I. It's, I, I um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. And then the cover was great as well. Yeah, the um, the the, the artwork, the painting, mm. which um, I've got on record saying I, I always enjoy them. Um, yeah, if I was to be overly critical. I reckon you could have gotten away with Miss Tagma with the little bowl of, like, you could have, like, not included her. Yep. Because, you know, I, I, you know just being totally overly critical, it would, it would have been great with the witch doctor in the background and then the Phantom or just that. Yeah. Well, it was interesting when um, uh, Dudley said in his message that um, Bellman's original cover was, was just too big for it. And if you look on the inside cover, um, you get to see a... Um, well, a non-colour version of it, and look at it, yeah, that would make a good cover. Mm. The, and it, the art's by Felmang. And Felmang, especially around that era, his stuff was just gorgeous. He was probably at his peak in the 90s, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that's I'm, when the story originally came from. Yeah, that's when I, you know, really started getting into it in the um Mm. But, you know, I could buy it for myself. I had money in my pocket, so that's great. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got um, the other thing that's interesting is that there's a real bit of a love fest with Felmang is that the next issue is actually a Felmang from, a, from, the, from the Sparta publishers. 
Okay, so what's the Sparta publisher for those of us who... So Sparta, pub, Sparta or Spader or S-P-A-D-A, I believe it's... They Sparta. did... They Or Sparta? Well, no. <laughs> no, it was S-P-A-D-A. I think they might have... Something like that. They are a publisher that... They don't publish anymore, but they were from the 60s to the 80s, I believe. And they did... They republished their stuff in France and Italy. And um, basically what they... If you've read... That's where Felmang first started doing Phantom stuff. So he's been doing Phantom stories since, you know, probably the 70s or 80s. Um, So he did a whole bunch of stuff for them. And then then he was um, poached or acquired by Egmont when they started doing stories as well. So there's probably about maybe 200-odd stories that have never been published in English by them. So do you remember last year we had The Shining Egg? Yep. That was one of those stories. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember um, some of the info coming out. Something about Italy or, or something like that. Yeah, so there's all these stories that that are done by you know them. There's also a whole heap of Is it the lightning egg, rather not the shining. Yeah, the sh- not the shining egg, the lightning egg. That's it. Um, so you've got you know that's a, that was a Sparta issue, and then you've got the next one coming up, and then I don't know if you saw it, but there was another artist. His name was Angelo Tondo or, or something like that. He's actually done a cover for Fruit. And one of his stories is going to be published in an upcoming fruit issue as well. I did see there was a like a sneak peek to something, but crikey, that's a few issues ahead. How how did that yeah. information get out? So it's it's good to see instead of the, and when when I was talking before about the fruit annual, we were kind of talking about how it's good to see fruit doing some new things, and this is one of those new things that. We, we on the podcast have been going on and on like a broken record for, for donkey's years. I and mean, people even before us have been going on for donkey's years talking as well that there's all these non-published stories. Why do we have to get reprints? And so it's good to see Fru doing that. Yeah. And it's also good to see Fru actually, you know, like we're only what? We're only a couple of months in. We've already seen what? Two or three painted covers by Antonio. Um, you know, and new you stories, know, and then, color you know, stories. Yeah, we've had a color one, we've had new stories. We've apart from the replica, we have not had any reprint stories as well, which you know, the last couple of years there's been more and more of those creeping in. Um, so, you know, it, it's great to see. Yeah, it might be, you know, it means they might have to translate the story from uh, France instead of, you know, Swedish to English and they might have to scan the comic instead of um, having the files provided to them by Egmont. But it's um, it's it's a lot more appreciated. Yeah, if they're willing to put the, put the work in, you'll definitely appreciate yeah. it. Um, I think the results are showing. Oh, absolutely. Um, something you just touched on there with the um, translating. I can't remember what issue it was, but um, I felt like the, the translation 
wasn't like um, speaking English. Like it was very much a <laughs> Google Translate. Very like a typed English. You know, something you. It wasn't wrong, but you wouldn't really say it if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but then I think an issue, the next issue, or, the, or two issues later, um, it was a lot more that. Um, I want to say colloquial, but I'm pretty sure it's the wrong word. That more that standard speech English. You think, oh yeah, someone would say that. And um, I can't remember what issue it was now, but I, I, I did make a note of myself to say, make sure in the podcast, say something about the translation and how one issue was not the best, but it turned around by the next issue. So you reckon the translation's gotten better? Um, I think the one that first got my eye to it was hopefully just um, they're under the pump and rushed a little bit. Um, yeah. And when they can spend the time on it, you know, the, the English is a lot better, like the translation is a lot better. But um, having said that, so, they are, you know, pumping out a whole bunch of issues in a very short amount of time, which we're, once again, we're very appreciative of it to make sure that they get their, um, their quota in. But, um, but yeah, if I'm going to be critical of anything, I'm going to be critical of that. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. The, when we were talking about just the Sparta stories being reprinted, the only downer on that is that it means that they have fallen behind on the Egmont stories. And um, there's, I did the, I did a bit of research the other day. I can't remember the exact figures, but there's like probably about five to eight stories that have been published in the last year that have not been published by Fru yet including the ones that I really, really want to know. That was when Sala, the current president of Bangala, gets dethroned and she has oh. a baby. Hanging out for that one. And she has the Phantom's love child. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, um, so, yeah. But I think, I think it's, yeah, it, it will be hard to kind of juggle the whole... Um, uh, juggle the schedule. Um, but I think it's good that we're getting the unpublished ones from Sparta. Um, but I hope it doesn't mean we're going to see less of the Egmont ones. Yeah. But I think it's, I think that the good thing about it is seeing we are doing them all the Sparta ones. It means we, you can kind of hang off on issues like part three of Nat Turner's and then publish it back-to-back -back with part four and stuff like that. So mm. that's the good thing about that's having... Yeah, that's the good thing about having these other stories like the Sparta ones, which means you can hold back on those part stories so we don't have to wait months for each part. Mm. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so the other bit of free news that I wanted to kind of discuss is what do you think about the signature and the Kiwi covers? Have you brought any? Uh, I haven't bought any um, yet, but I think it's a good concept, um, especially the Kiwi covers. Um, yeah, what about yourself? Um, I've got a subscription to the Kiwi, um, and then my comic book store, I've got a subscription with the regular. It's just, um, just works out that way, you know. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in buying locally and stuff, so it helps. Yep. You know, helps me put money in a local comic book shop and stuff like that. Yep. Um, 
With the signature, I haven't got a subscription for that because so far, you know, of all of the issues where there is one, there's only been one that isn't an Antonio, Jeremy or Glenn Ford signature. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, so that's probably the, the probably my biggest criticism of the signature series is that I think it's only going to work if you actually have lots of different cover artists. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen who the cover artist or who the signature is going to be for the replica series. No, that's a good um, point. So I'm not sure whether they're going to like, I, I was thinking, thinking that, because I, I keep looking at their website just to see, you know, who it would be and whether it would be someone like a, uh, like a, um, a Barry Stubbardsfield, seeing he did the, uh, the what do you call it? The, the message from the publisher or whether you would, maybe do something from the free crew. So you do both Dudley, Renee and Glenn Ford. Yeah. But um, it was, it'll be a hard one where you, cause you can't, you, you know, for the, the Paul Ryan one, I thought they did it. I thought it was a great touch getting Tony D. Paul to do that one. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, he, he, was, he did the story. Yep. He wrote the story. So that's a good, but, it's kind of hard to do. It would be interesting to see what the signature one for that is. Yeah. Now, my, I like the concept for the, the Kiwi. Like, you know, I'm buying two frues now where normally yeah, I just buy well, one. Yeah, so, so what's it like when you, when you open up your, your parcel and you see, is it a brown phantom or like? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's like a, Actually, kind of looks like the same brand as what my daughter had in her nappy this morning. But, um... <laughs> oh, my youngest is crook too at the moment, so we won't, won't discuss that too much, I'll tell you. Um, there you go. If he, if he gets his hand on a, on a Phantom comic, he might just make it a Kiwi version for you as well. He, <laughs> if he can colour inside the lines. He's not touching. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, talking about the signature series, though, um, if, if the story really is a standout for me, and the covers are a real standout, then like if we can get those two combined, um, mm. then I probably would. Um, that's not to say that the ones that we've had so far have been bad. I, I just haven't felt that want to get the signature. Um, what about the, um, the poor so, Um Tempted, but they're still yeah. in the album, maybe. Um, I was probably because when they first said, you know, they're going to do this, oh, I have to get a Savio. So I'm probably waiting for the yeah. Savio and then worry about others. And I think that comes down to the fact that if you have, and this is nothing against Antonio, Jeremy, or Glenn Ford, you know, and so, because, you know, they're, but the problem is, is they're the regular artists. Mm. So for the people that have got the money, you know, it's, it's probably a no-brainer just to get the subscription because you know you're going to get them all. But for the people that, you know, have not got the money to be able to get the three subscriptions like you and I, yeah. it, it's almost um, it's almost like you have to choose which signature one to get. Yeah, and that's the case, I think. Yeah, so I've only brought the one so far. I've brought the Paul Ryan one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then but I haven't brought any others. But if a Alex Subiak or a Filmay or you know that um that dude who's just done, who showed us that Johnson. Um, no, 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 that other guy who did the Sparta one that we were just talking about his cover oh, recently. Right. So you know, um, like if he had, if he when he does the cover as well, you know, they're the type of the ones that I would go out of my way and buy. Yeah. And I think that's probably the thing that needs to be done is you almost you almost have to have probably ten covers a year done by non regular covers. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. <laughs> they won't be regular because it's not only about 30 issues. Yeah, so there's 30 not issues. So if you have, say, 20 by Jeremy Glenn and Antonio, and then if you have 10 by, you know, Phil Lanes, Savilx, um, you know, and the others and stuff like that, I think that's when more people are going to be interested in buying the signature issues. Yeah. Probably the one thing, the one thing that I have got a bit of a criticism with the Kiwi one. Again, you know, it's a great concept. We've talked about that in the past issue. Is when you're having, um, uh, if it's coloured, if the Phantom is coloured on the computer, it's easy to kind of use layer, getting back the white, and then doing the and then doing the brown. But if it's coloured or if it's painted like the Antonio colour, yeah, I was wondering that. Um, there's there's the blue highlights in his boots, in his cufflinks, and also his belt and his undies. So, because you know the because it kind of goes with the purple, yeah. and then I've got the Kiwi one in front of me, and he's got so he's brown everywhere else, but he's still got. Blue or purple cufflinks, blue and black boots, and the blue black undies and belt buckle. And it doesn't kind of go that well, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it's it's a bit awkward. So because what would happen is it would then have to be scanned, and then it has to be digitally altered. And so that's probably the only thing that um, I have a bit of a problem with regarding the. Um, the Kiwi ones is that it's it. I don't know if the word sloppy is the right word, but it doesn't look. It looks digitally altered. I guess is probably the word. What, what's the cover like back on the um the Nat Turner mystery one? Is that one? I'm just looking. That's probably. Um. Yeah. Same thing. He's got purple cufflinks, yeah. uh, purple and black gun belt and undies. Yeah. See, I would maybe look for the, um, you know, green and black for the Andes if, you, if you've got, um, yeah, the yeah. Uh, you know, something like that might work. I don't know. Yeah, it just, well, I'm, I've got a couple of others here. I'm just looking at even, um, 1749, which is 1943 part two. He's got purple cufflinks again as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just something that I, I you don't just don't think it's matching. Yeah, it doesn't match. No, and it's kind of I, I just think it looks it almost looks a bit rushed as well that they kind of overlook it. It was too much work, or I'm gonna have to uh, I'll have to ask Glenn about that one day. But 
It's um it's probably my only concern about the Kiwi cover um is that the fan looks a bit odd. Okay. Do you re- when when you read them, do you read it in a Zealand accent? <laughs> oh, fish and chips. <laughs> six, six, and, and then get to page six. There there goes our one or two uh, Kiwi listeners. (laughs) Bloody Australians always mucking us on the way we talk, way we spoke. Okay. Actually, talking about listeners, do you want to say this next point? With with Joe no longer with us? Yeah, with Joe no longer with us, we're. We're looking for another member. Like it's it's good talking to you as well. Steve. Don't get oh, me wrong, but it's nice having the three. Yeah. Um, so if you're if you're a listener, yeah, we agree to you. Want, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a listener and you're interested in joining us, even if it's just every so often, or even if you want to become a regular participator, let us know. Um, because we are interested in, I guess, getting other voices out there. Because I think sometimes it, it does make a... Because I re-listen to the episodes once they're gone live and all that. And I believe that the episodes are a lot more fun when there's three people than just the two people. Yeah. Um, oh, I must so, yeah. it's been a while since I've listened to one. Because, um, <laughs> uh, because my car doesn't have the, um, the iPod connectivity. And so... Um, I, and I'm not at the gym anymore, so I'm not listening to it on the treadmill. So it's really trying to find that hour to, <laughs> to listen to it after I've actually been on it. Yeah, well, we we bag you in the last two because you missed the last two. Hey, I was actually there, and you stuffed up the recording, and so you had to redo it again. <laughs> I couldn't make it. No one knew that. <laughs> well, they do now. <laughs> I was originally there, and then Joe, who's now. I got off over to England, stuck the recording up, and they had to do it. I couldn't make it the second one. So there you go. That's what. Yeah. That's why I've been. Uh, my my apologies for not being able to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so if you'd like to join this um, our merry band where we um, get to talk about the fandom for an hour, it's great fun. Um, get in contact with us, and um, we'll, we'll um, give you a microphone. And a um and a pedestal for you to climb up on and, and give the world your opinion. Yeah, and if you and I reckon it would be great if we can get someone who doesn't always agree with us as well. Yeah, because it gets a bit boring when we you know when we all agree on stuff. So That's if you're right. a listener and you think that we just dribble nonsense and you you're yelling at us and going, "Oh, you idiots!" Why I used to do that, that in the car listening to guys, actually. <laughs> like before when I was on it. What's this guy on? Are you sure they're just... <laughs> or Joe would say something like, I don't agree with that. And I've come on here, yeah. I nearly agree with everything. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. so if you don't agree with us and you want to tell us that you don't agree with us, there's nothing better to do it than when you're actually, when you're actually recording the podcast. Yeah. Ah, very good. Um, also, if you want to um, contribute to the um, to the podcast and the running of the um, the websites and what have you, there's a uh, Patreon. Is that where you pronounce that? I believe so. Patreon uh, site that uh, that Joe set up. Um, so feel free to donate to to help with the running of of all this. 
Um, we've also, we're on Facebook, Twitter. Um, what else do young people use nowadays? Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, Google Plus. Um, Google Chronicle Chamber and you'll find us. Um, and of course, if you're listening to this, you, you're either from the website or from iTunes. Um, yes. Oh, and then the other thing is, is you've got to review us on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Absolutely. What does that do? Uh, I'm not sure. I just remember Joe saying it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so give us five stars and that will help running of the show as well. Yeah. It will make Joe happy. <laughs> Like the corgis in his videos. <laughs> uh, the first episode without Joe. It's been nice to, <laughs> to throw him under a bus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's always it. living it up, <laughs> doing what we what we can. All right, Mark. Well, I reckon we did all right for the first time without Joe. Yeah, we've gone all right. We, yeah, I think so. It flowed. Yeah, so make sure you let us know when you listen to us on, you know, via Facebook or whatever, what you think of us and stuff. Um, be kind of us. It's the first time kind of on our own, um, like two chicks leaving the nest. Um, <laughs> we've, we've gained our wings and we're flying. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully the next episode. Episode 40, dude. Episode 40 will be the 40. next one. 40. Oh, it's only just beginning then, isn't it? Yeah, we'll have, I wonder what we're going to do for the 50th one. We'll have to think of something good for the 50th one. Oh, might have to have a glass of milk. <laughs> All right, mate. Great Howdy talking out. to you. Yep, likewise. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And, um, yes, until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.